Wow. Take three of this podcast. Another one. Another one. All the forces of the world are trying to stop this information from going out. I don't know what's going on. But we tried to record this podcast three times already. Hmm. And, well, two times. It's the third time. And it's just been audio issues, video issues, something. And uh, it's hopefully hopefully it works this time. Um, but that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about an introduction to coffee tasting. Say, you know, we all have people in our, let's be honest, the people who are really enthusiast and are picking out flavors, we're a minority in reality. Um, and chances are you have more people that don't know anything about coffee than you know of people who do. And so this is kind of an episode where we can just say, hey, um, maybe send this to somebody who just wants to get into coffee tasting or is like, what the heck is this? Or just needs like uh, some kind of, I guess, a direction as to um, wh- how are we picking up blueberries and coffees? What mm-hmm. what the heck is this? So, um, yeah, third time, third time's the charm, hopefully, <laughs> with this episode. As always, we're getting a, a, a tasty, tasty little batch brew as we kick off the podcast. This coffee looks pretty light. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I know we're talking about taste today, but one of the elements I've been um, just noticing is how translucent each brew is. I'm not going to say anything. So funny story. We had this coffee on the podcast two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of our tastiest coffees on the podcast ever, Batch Brew. It completely blew us up, blew us, just blew our minds with the flavor that was coming out. Mm-hmm. And then last week we had a tasty natural geisha from Costa Rica that was also tasty. Now we're back. I sample roasted some more of this sample. Um, it's spectacular. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's it's great. It's I don't I can't really tell if I like the first roast better or this one. This but I better. think I like this one more. Yeah. Uh, but but I think there are some qualities that kind of swip, uh, sw- that swapped. <laughs> like there's something about the last roast that I would want, and then but a lot of really good stuff from this one that I'm actually preferring. So, I think the last roast really reminded me of um like, uh cooked like stewed. That uh, vegetables. No, mm-hmm. cooked or stewed, not vegetables. Uh, fruit. Um, that's what it reminded me of. This one has such a nice delicacy to it. Uh, the complexity is like super delicate, mm-hmm. um, nuanced. Um, this tastes more like a washed coffee on steroids, rather than the previous roast tasted that classic punch you get from a, a natural. Yeah, it's, it still has um, the the fermentation stuff on the, on the back end that gives it a way that it's a natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that little bit, I would have guessed this is like a washed Ethiopian. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Just very, like, yep. shockingly impressive. Wow. Yeah. I should send this episode to uh, our boy. Yeah. This, this is incredible. This Friends, is incredible, if, if you're yeah. listening and you're like, what is this? 
This is an Indonesian. Oh, I was going to say, should we even let it uh, go? Okay, gosh. you did. Go for it. Uh, go for it. Yeah. This is uh, an, an Indonesian Sulawesi coffee that was um, processed very uniquely and differently than what most Indonesian coffees yeah. are processed by. Uh, and I will say it's it's spectacular. Like never, never in all my time of drinking coffee would I have guessed that this is an Indonesian coffee. Never. Like this is insane. I remember mm-hmm. we cupped some Indonesian coffees two years ago. It was on table with Brett's coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, we cupped them and I'm like, wow, these are great. They're not like the classic Indonesian coffees, but they were like, mm, I don't know. The the Sulawesi, the one that we have, the one that we carry, yeah. I was like, I could go for this. Yep. There was something very nice about the Sulawesi, and I still think the Sulawesi right now that we have, underrated. Yeah. Um, but this is a very similar coffee, just processed differently. And wow. I mean, when I was talking about, I don't know if we should shocking. buy it, I think we should. This <laughs> is shocking. There's way too much mm. to say about this coffee, and I'm holding back a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm just super stoked. Hopefully, sure. uh, hopefully we snag this coffee and everything goes well. Yeah. Wow. Well, that that being said, um, that this is a great segue into the whole episode. We just, I know, hopefully none of you guys have left the podcast just yet, just mm-hmm. listening to stuff about coffee. But really, this kind of approach. Um, like we had a friend recently, um, that I was hanging out with and you came by, we were at the cafe and he's like, you guys actually, the way you guys talk on the podcast, you guys actually talk about like that in real life. And I'm like, (laughs) well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's not just, it's not just crazy talk, Mm -hmm. but really, um, so let me ask you, you have a coffee, we just brewed it. You're sitting at home at the cafe. What's your, where does, in terms of tasting things and mm-hmm. experiencing a coffee, wh- where do you automatically go to? What's yeah. instinctually the first thing that you do when you drink coffee? Yeah. I want to first bring a little bit of clarity when folks, if you're new to coffee or you're new to these flavor notes, these ideas of tasting and flavor, um, it may come off a little intimidating and a little um, almost off-putting. Some people may say it's pretentious. So mm-hmm. I want to bring some clarity to that. We all taste coffee in coffee. It still tastes like coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, yeah. I think because we've tasted so many coffees, we're picking up these nuances. And yeah. the other stuff that just tastes like coffee is already like uh, pre, like preloaded in our mind yeah that's so a, we're that's a able to um putting it we're able to pick up nuances because we've just experienced it so it has nothing to do with the fact that like man there's some coffees that have no coffee flavor in them it's still coffee right mm-hmm. so i think that's that's the big things like don't get intimidated by that just what we're doing here is we're intentionally dissecting what we're experiencing in our mouth yeah that's it so the first thing for me, before I even taste the coffee, you're bringing up your little taster, maybe your little, uh, you know, diner mug. And before it even enters your palate, you are going to start smelling stuff. Mm-hmm. So smell gives away flavor more than anything you can do on your flavor palate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, th- I would say the first thing is recognize what you're smelling, because for me, sometimes a natural whiff of some kind of aroma it almost smells like 
sometimes it's like flowers. That smells like perfumey. It's kind of weird, right? But it sets me up to think, okay, I'm going to experience something very similar on my palate before I even taste it. Mm-hmm. I think the with with the aromas, I think it's also slightly more difficult to experience those things to a certain extent because it, it is a smell, you know, and if you're mm-hmm. not used to, like, I'm glad that you brought up the whole preloaded experience of, okay, the, fl- the, the flavor of coffee itself, w- we've become just so adjusted to it that it's like we can quickly, like, pass through that or see through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with aroma, it's very similar. Like, yeah. it might taste just like coffee, but which we'll talk about later in the episode is th- there are some coffees that um that we'll uh we'll chat a little bit more about like um comparing two very different coffees Mm -hmm. which will make it easier for you to pick up those things but um yeah i think smell is a really big part of the experience and i actually used to work with uh a guy named shay he was the director of coffee at a roastery that i worked at and when we would cup coffees with him i remember he would just go around smell all Mm. the coffees and he'd be like all right, I'm pretty much done with the cupping. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he can pick up everything that's in the coffee with from the aromas. And that was just, the tasting was just something that followed it. Yeah. That was like, okay, yeah, I, I smelled this. So there's a lot of stuff that you can pick up in the aromas. Yeah. Um, it's not something that you should use, just pass by on. You know, mm-hmm. give it a second, put your nose in, you know, the cup, the craft, give it a whiff. Give yeah. it a sniff. <laughs> Yo, just be careful. Uh, you could singe some yes, nose hairs. Yes, yes. That is always possible, yes. like the steam and all that. But that's a very good point that you're bringing up. It reminded me of the time, uh, my first SCA Expo experience. I was a volunteer, so I volunteer in setting up the sensory uh, class, the tables where they bring all the elements. And a lot of those elements had to do with smell because smell plays such a incredibly insane amount of... Um, plays a big role in understanding flavor for sure for sure um so you're sitting there you took a sniff of it you can smell something maybe you can't smell something so what's the next thing that happens what do you what do you go to after you've taken a smell of your coffee right uh you follow up with a good old swig uh you want (laughs) to make sure yeah, I mean, it's funny. People make fun of us that we kind of slurp, right? We kind of yeah. do the whole vibrating thing, but it does something. It actually uh, sprays the coffee in your mouth and it actually adds air to where we are actually able to taste it much mm-hmm. more than just taking a big gulp and just swallowing it. We're letting yeah. it rest and spray across our palate. So when that happens, uh, one of the first things I pick up is for sure how it feels in my mouth. Is this coffee mm-hmm. coming off? Um, like sharp and kind of like imagine razors in your mouth and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, this hurts. This mm-hmm. is sharp. Um, or something that's kind of soft, smooth, like mellow, and it mm-hmm. goes down so nicely. Um, and there's this, this nice lingering aftertaste. Mm-hmm. All of those things are probably the first things that I notice in taking a sip of coffee. And this, I think a lot of people can relate to because mm-hmm. it's very common for us to hear Oh man, this coffee's smooth. It's a smooth cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Or, um, oh, that's. Uh, some people say it's a strong cup of coffee. Or, um, some people will actually say it's full-bodied or has a right. big body or uh, stuff like that. Or you know, it, yeah, a, a lot of it is really like smooth. Or the coffee is not smooth. Those are the things. It, that's the experience that you're having in your mouth. That's the the feel of it in your mouth that people are talking about. So. 
these descriptors, even though we'll get into some more uh, complicated stuff, but this is all stuff that we, I think everybody naturally says, you right. know, you sit down at the diner, you take a drink, a, you know, coffee and you're like, oh man, that's a smooth cup or something doesn't sit right with you or that's strong or that's weak. Like mm-hmm. we're already talking about coffee in a very interesting way, regardless if you're, you know, you know, you sold your soul, sold your soul to the coffee gods or you yeah, didn't, totally. you know, like, yeah. like we, we naturally do talk about the things that we're tasting in the coffee. Yeah. So I, I think from there is a natural progression to then, um, experience two major, major categories in tasting coffee, uh, acidity and bitterness. Uh, mm-hmm. those are kind of the, the bookends to flavor and we're all trying to go towards the middle of balance and sweetness. That's where the goodness lies. So one thing is when I'm experiencing that flavor or the first sip, the mouthfeel of it, um, the tactile experience, it brings out two things. Is it making me pucker or is it drying out my mouth? So those are mouthfeel things that actually um, give you a hint towards what are you tasting. So, so if, are those things, I will say, yeah. is, that, is that a sour and bitter or is that acidity and bitter? Ooh, it could be sour and bitter. I would say I'd lean towards that. But acidity is oftentimes perceived as insanely something very sour, right? That's our perception. But we'll talk more about acidity, I believe. So one of the things is like, you uh, think of this. um, If you take a lemon, Mm -hmm. squeeze some lemon juice and just sip it, right? Take a drink of it. What is it doing to your mouth? What are you experiencing? And there's this classic image that I get is someone basically like puckering their lips. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, that was intense. Like your eyes squint, like, like, dang, that was sour, like a sour head, right? Insane. But there's also another little experiment you can take. Take some bitters, like cocktail bitters, Mm -hmm. throw that. It'll still have some flavor because they're usually infused some flavor. And then swallow that. And it is something interesting to your mouth because you all of a sudden want a sip of water because mm-hmm. your mouth is like dried out. Um, you can feel it lingering in the back, almost coating your throat. Um, it's just not like not super great of experience on its own. So that would be the other, that's when a mouthfeel is translated to like flavor. That would be the next step mm-hmm. of, of tasting. For sure, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Okay, um, that, yeah, that was, that was a lot. And so, um, if it's drying out your mouth, uh, oftentimes that could be like a brewing, um, a, a, yeah, yeah, a brewing sure. indicator. And sourness mm-hmm. could also be a brewing indicator as well. Um, acidity, though, let's touch upon that. Mm-hmm. Acidity doesn't actually always have to be a bad thing. No. Even though a lot of people, like, if you don't enjoy acidity, that's fine. Um, not everybody should and not everybody will. Uh, I remember there was an era at one point in coffee where oh, it's like gosh. everybody just wanted acid bombs in their drip coffee. Like insane acid, like acidity. And it was really also poorly extracted. So it was like sour. And it was... It was poorly I, processed, poorly roasted, was, and then poorly extracted. It was everything. And that was a fad. It was a trend yeah. uh, for a time. So... Um, but yeah, so that, that being said, that doesn't mean you should like it, you know, just mm-hmm. because, but there is something good in acidity because right. if you completely take acidity out, you're, you, you're almost left with just brown water mm-hmm. really actually, yeah. um, which is not very good yeah. because a lot of flavor is actually packed into the acidity of coffee. And 
Um, acidity, uh, tell me if I'm right. Um, I like to think about acidity and sourness as two different things. Yes. And acidity to me is kind of like the brightness in a cup. Mm -hmm. And hopefully if it's well brewed and well roasted, the acidity should be slightly sweet and enjoyable rather than something that's kind of something that doesn't taste good right and that's kind of rough in your in your mouth yeah is that is that is that an appropriate way to word it? for sure yeah because brightness is a good thing uh bright Mm -hmm. acidity is great it kind of like if you're reading a book you need to highlight something you're using a (laughs) highlighter that is brightening the letters right (laughs) that's as cheesy as that sounds or better yet if you step into a room that's properly lit that's great like it just feels good like you know you walk into a house with very very nice uh windows and spaced out and like classic i'm thinking of those pnw houses that have windows out towards the sunset Mm -hmm. and the room is warm and bright yeah we love that that's a great sensation but what we don't like is if you step outside in the middle of the day at 12 o'clock and you look up into the sky and just stare into the sun that's also bright but that's not the bright we're talking about that's sour I yeah, mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a, a sour experience. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. very different experience. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, as you, as you're tasting it, think about like, um, is this pleasant? Is mm-hmm. this, is this nice? Is there, is there some, some, some brightness to this? Is this some, some flavor to this? And although we can go into all like the several different types of acidity in coffee, we probably won't. That's probably for another podcast. However, just think about and ask yourself. You know, is this bright? Is this enjoyable? And what is this reminding us, reminding yeah. me of? You know, really, when we're talking about flavor notes and um, talking about the things that we're picking up in the coffee, it's not that it's infused in there. It's just stuff that it's reminding us of. It's a way of communicating a flavor. Because if I'm remembering correctly, coffee has, uh, I think, over 800 flavor and aroma mm-hmm. compounds. And wine, I think, is at like 500 or yeah. something. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on in coffee, flavor mm-hmm. and ar- aromatic-wise. And we're just trying to find words to be able to explain what we're actually tasting and experiencing. Exactly. So, you know, we're picking up some acidity. It's this brightness um, in the cup. How do, we, how do we think about sweetness? Because it's not actually sugar that we're tasting. It's not actually... Um, yeah, it's not actually sweetness, mm-hmm. but it does taste sweet. Can yeah. you can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point that you bring up. Like, are we actually tasting like sugar molecules? Um, and that's also debatable. A lot of folks have been going back and forth on this. There's one um, person that we follow. Forgot their Instagram. Is it starts the S A like uh, something like? Yes, yeah, I think something like that. Simon, I mean, yeah. if you follow Lance, Lance posts yeah. their stuff quite a bit. So uh, one of the things that they said about uh, sugar or perceived sweetness in a yeah, cup is that it's actually um, our perception and understanding yeah. of what we're tasting mm-hmm. that tells us this is sweet. Even though coffee does have um, sucrose and the way that's developed in the roast is going to depend on your uh, you know roast curve or mm-hmm. roasting style. But the reality is there's just not enough for us to be like, okay, we're actually tasting the sugars. What we're tasting is our definition mm-hmm. of um, and a perception of those flavors. So, for example, we just talked about acidity. The reality is acidity can have different levels of sweetness. 
A lemon on its own may not taste super sweet, but it's, it has a degree of sweetness. That's why we distinguish the difference between a lemon and a lime, right? Mm -hmm. Then you take that even farther, uh, an apple is not always sweet. Even take a Red Delicious and a Granny Smith, right? Mm -hmm. Different type of sweetness there, but there's still sweetness. All right, if you just, uh, you know, go to the other extreme of very sweet fruit, I mean, I don't know, what do you think of the sweetest fruit? Pineapple? Or I don't know. Watermelon. Watermelon, mango. I don't know. Mangoes. We, we talked oh, about mangoes, that. Yeah. yeah. Those fruits taste so sweet, but if you pause, they're actually pretty acidic. Yeah. Like there's a lot of acidity, but it's sweet. Yeah. And I think that similar aspect happens in coffee when we're tasting it. Mm -hmm. We are perceiving the sweetness within that acidity, which is very similar to other fruits. Because remember, coffee is a fruit. Yeah. And that when we're talking about sweetness, the reason why we use actually sweetness is because it kind of tastes sweet. Yeah. Like it's, it's really actually tasting sweet. And so as you're drinking your coffee, um, that's something to keep in mind. Like, is this, is this sweet? Is there a sense of sweetness here? Um, and hopefully there is because yeah. that's, that adds so much more dynamic and complexity and nuance to the cup that makes it actually enjoyable. Yeah. Coffees that don't, remind you of sweetness or there's no perceived sweetness they're actually really boring and they're yeah. not fun yeah. and you know in roasting as roasters our goal is always to how can we balance the most amount of sweetness and the most amount of acidity together so that they're enjoyable together they yeah. work well together so there's nuance and complexity in the right. cup and so um sweetness is actually a really big part of the yeah. the, the cup um, what do you think, do you have any tips for like somebody, you know, is drinking a coffee to them? Coffee just tastes like coffee. Mm -hmm. What, sh what, what should be, what should they be looking out for when we're talking about sweetness? Right. So I would take that even a step back and say, before you even think about this in a cup of coffee, start thinking about it in, um, juice. Like you're taking mm -hmm. a swig of juice. What are you actually tasting? Mm -hmm. Like what does apple juice taste like? What does orange juice taste like? Um, those things we kind of take for granted because we drink them on a regular. Yeah. They're kind of basics and we don't actually think about it. But when we start thinking, being very intentional, then when we pick up a cup of coffee and we taste something, we're going to pick up on those nuances. So you're going to pick up on, um, I guess, a sweetness also, like you said earlier. There's such a very big range mm -hmm. of it. So you could possibly pick up on something like, uh, let's say, a strawberry jam right? Mm -hmm. Pretty sweet, almost like sugary. Then, I mean, you're notorious for calling out stuff like bubble gum and, you know, <laughs> Jolly, I mean, Jolly Rancher. Come on. Like those things are very sweet. Like, yeah. and I remember the, one of the first coffees that blew my mind, mm -hmm. um, was a Brazilian coffee that tasted straight up like milk chocolate, like a Hershey yeah. bar. It freaked me out. I thought there was like syrup in it. So yeah. I returned it actually. Uh, so it's like, those are different levels of sweetness. But if you drink it and there's this intentionality be behind it, you're going to start picking up the nuances, mm -hmm. especially, here's the thing, especially if it's brewed properly. That's yeah, a big factor. For sure. I think a lot of these things, I mean, hopefully you're sitting there, you're listening, hopefully you don't feel too overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, you might want to give this, you know, give this podcast another listen just to be able to make sense of these things. But here's a very, very practical tip that I think might be able to work is if you're drinking a specific kind of coffee and you're brewing it a certain way, um, that's kind of your your reference point. So 
I, I think most people usually have their go-to like blend that they go to the grocery mm-hmm. store for. Or you stop by the local roastery or cafe, and you pick up the same bag. Um, take that bag uh, and 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 brew it because you're because you're very you're very familiar with what that tastes, even yeah, if you okay. can't put words to it. And then what I would say is go pick up like an Ethiopian natural that's like maybe light to light medium Mm -hmm. roasted um, and pick up an Ethiopian natural and then just brew them side by side the same exact way and then ask yourself, how do these two cups differ in flavor? Mm -hmm. And the reason why an Ethiopian natural I bring up is because usually that's the gateway drug for everybody. That's like what people taste and they're like, oh my goodness, I did not know coffee can taste like blueberries and fruit and all these things. And it's wild enough for it to be a much different experience. Yeah. So you can actually now start putting words to uh, what you're tasting and ask yourself, yeah. okay, I, I pick up this blend. This is usually what I'm drinking all the time. And now I'm drinking this Ethiopian natural. Mm-hmm. They both taste like coffee, but what are the differences? And even if you say, well, the blend is smoother or the mm-hmm. Ethiopian is smoother, or even if you ask you to tell yourself, it just tastes fruity or it doesn't taste like coffee, some people will say, or um, it tastes like tea. You know, there's a lot of these things, but that should get you on the right trajectory to start thinking that way. Because right. at the end of the day, I think you're right. Like what you said about like, it it, it does taste like coffee. Like yeah. there's still a predominant coffee flavor. And so the challenge is how do we get over that kind of, and I think having a very two drastically different options right in front of you yeah. will help you be able to um, notice those things. Yeah, it's similar. Um, what you're saying is you're painting with extremes. And that could be similar to if you're a musician, which I'm not, but I try to be, you know, I'm <laughs> quite the poser. Um, I even have a, have a hard time EQing stuff in my car, right? And in order for me to EQ the bass and the treble, some of the basics, mm-hmm. I have to turn up the bass really loud yeah. and be like, yep. oh, that's way too bassy. Like my doors are rattling. This yeah. is not good for my ears or right. for my neighboring car right, that's driving yeah. past me. So I turn it down and then do same with the treble. You're kind of working in those extremes to find yeah. that center of balance. Yeah. Photography, same concept. You know, you take yeah, uh blow sure. out the highlights and you're like, oh no, you can't see anything. And then you yeah. tone them down. At least I'm an amateur. So I do that. Maybe other no, folks that's, don't. No, but, that's you know. the, that's kind of how a lot of, you know, sometimes if you're coloring something, um, you want to push the colors extremely and then step back. Because if you just incrementally move up to it, mm-hmm. it's kind of sometimes hard to spot the difference. Right. Or, but if you can push it really extreme and then dial back to where it looks nice, it's a it's a, it's a nice little helpful helpful yeah. trick. Um, but yeah, so that I think that would be, I don't know, for me that'd be the biggest tip that I would give is just to get something that's very different and just to start thinking about it that way. Any give give me maybe a one or two tips in a nutshell as we wrap up the podcast what would you recommend people as they get into this tasting sensory experience of coffee? Chill out about it. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, don't great. take it too seriously. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Just take a sip. Uh, let Enjoy it first. Like main things, enjoy it. If you start dissecting coffee way too much, then you're going to lose the joy behind it. And then it tastes like nothing because you're just complicating it. Yeah. So enjoy it. Uh, let it speak to you as weird as that sounds. Yeah. 
before you try to like figure things out. Um, I love to be surprised by coffee. Um, I love to brew it, take mm -hmm. a sip, kind of think about it, then leave it and come back and be like, whoa, I did not pick up that flavor. That was random. Yeah. Or like you and I have talked about, sometimes the weird thing is we start noticing a flavor in like a burp or like yeah. a little aftertaste. Oh, that's super strange, right? Yeah. But yeah. sometimes it just catches you off guard. And, I, and that's what I would say, like enjoy the coffee, let it catch you off guard, figure it out. With all of that said, I got a wonderful DM like two days ago, or was it today or yes, recently? From our good old pal down south, Sam. Sam, you know, Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam. forgot his yeah. last name, but Sam the musician. Um, he sent me a DM randomly and said, I'm still thinking about that Ethiopia natural. The oh, yeah, she loved the Yurga Chef. It was, was a like great experiment. Coffee. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, I still can't forget that coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go, you guys. Uh, pick up a good old Ethiopian natural, which we don't have yet. One day will be. Yeah. Uh, but pick one up and contrast it. Yeah. I think that was a great tip. Your tip is tip definitely is better than mine. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think at the end of the day, this isn't some kind of competition. It's yeah. more like, how do we get to enjoy coffee? for the nuance and the beauty and the craft behind it so well folks thank you so much for tuning into this podcast hopefully we didn't talk your ear off uh that being said uh friends go have fun with this enjoy it drink lots of coffee and remember friends reflect what's good <laughs>